0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Risk ranking in the supply chain. One of the Areas many companies do not focus enough compliance resources on is the possible corruption in their supply chains for goods and services provided on the company's behalf. The FCPA risks can be just as great through those entry points as it can be through the sales side of an organization. You need to know who your company is doing business with through this channel as much as you need to know your agents seeking business opportunities on your behalf. Most companies have exponentially more vendors than sales agents, so this task may seem daunting. However, a well-thought out plan to risk rank your company's third parties on the supply chain side will go a long way towards ameliorating this risk. The key is to set reasonable parameters, then manage those third parties which present true corruption risks to your organization. This determination of the level of due diligence and categorization of a supplier should depend on a variety of factors, including such factors as whether the supplier is located or will operate in a high-risk country, associated or recommended or required by a government official, currently under corruption investigation or has been convicted of any form of corruption, multinational publicly traded corporation with a recognized exemplary system of compliance and internal controls a provider of widely available services and products which are not industry-specific. You should note that any supplier which has foreign government touch points should move up into a higher level of scrutiny. My suggestion is that you create a three-tiered risk matrix consisting of high-risk suppliers, low-risk suppliers, and minimal-risk suppliers. Below this final category is another category of providers for goods which are commonly available and pose almost no corruption risk. A high-risk supplier presents a higher level of compliance risk because of the presence of one or more of the following factors. A, it is based or operates in a country that poses a high risk for corruption, money laundering, or commercial bribery. B, it supplies goods or services to a company from a high-risk country. C, it has a reputation in the business community for questionable business practices or ethics. D, it has been convicted of or is alleged to have been involved in illegal conduct. Other factors you may wish to consider include some or all of the following. One, is is it located in a country that has adequate regulatory oversight of its activities? Two, is it an unregulated business? Three, the supplier's ultimate or beneficial ownership is difficult to determine. Four, your company has an annual spend of more than $100,000 with the supplier. Five, the supplier was established or registered in a jurisdiction where ownership is not transparent or that permits ownership in the form of bearer shares. Six, the supplier is registered or conducts business in a jurisdiction that does not have an anti-corruption, AML, or sufficient anti-terrorism laws comparable to the U.S. or U.K. And finally, seven, the supplier lacks a discernible and substantive business history. A low-risk supplier is an individual or a non-publicly held entity that conducts business in a low-risk country. Some indicia include, number one, supplies goods, equipment, or services directly to a company in a low-risk country. Two, the company has an annual spend of less than $100,000 with the supplier. Three, the supplier is not involved with any foreign government entity or government official. However, if the supplier has other indicia of lower risks that it is a publicly held company, it may be considered low risk because it is subject to the highest disclosure, auditing and reporting standards such as those under the FCPA or similar law a minimal risk supplier generally provides goods and services that are non-specific to a particular project and the value is $25,000 or less some examples might be the routine purchase of fungible items and services office supplies paper furniture computers etc <clears throat> it can also include leasing and rental cars and other equipment airline tickets it also can include legal services from professional firms that are approved or overseen by a company's legal department, investigative services from professional firms that are approved and overseen and do not interact with government agencies on behalf of the company. Finally, there is a category of third parties that would provide widely available services and products, common products and services that are not industry-specific and are offered to the public at large and do not fall under the definition of minimal-risk supplier. These would include, among others, wide-circulation newspapers, magazines, florists, limousine and taxi, delivery services. These third parties raise an even less than a minimal risk to the company, especially when their services and products are provided in a non-high-risk country. Suppliers in this category require no FCPA due diligence. You need to risk rank the third parties in your supply chain which may engage with you for FCPA exposure. It should be based on your company's experience and risk going forward. As will all of the third-party risk management issues, you must document document. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, risk rank your supply chain on well-conceived data and into a well-conceived strata. Two, consider not only the compliance risk but also the business risk going forward. And three, only manage those suppliers which present a corruption risk. If they're a minimal risk supplier and you categorize them as such, you may need to do no or very little due diligence on them. If I could ask you to do, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.